church buyer, more ship freaks. As always, I am your host, the Crypt Keeper, and I am super delighted to be able to keep doing this with all of you on our favorite day of the week around here, Sabbath Sunday, where we jam Black Sabbath. We talk about lifting. We talk about life. We talk about weird shit live with the brave souls of the Lifting Dead Army that want to join this podcast. You can. The link is on our Patreon page. And if you're listening to this and you're not a patron, I feel like you should try that shit because you'll love it. You'll love our community. We put out a ton of awesome exclusive content that we work really hard to bring you guys the most for your money. We're not trying to pocket it and run. We're going to reinvest. We reinvest all of it back into this to make it a bigger, better, more awesome place where we can help one another. Because that's what Sabbath Sunday is really about. That's what church should really be about. And that's why we're doing this, right? Our church of heavy metal, heavy iron, blood, coffee, thunder, guts, zombie boobs, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Stay tuned. We got really cool shit coming up. Um, fall is approaching, which means we have to start thinking about what we're doing for Halloween. Ha 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 Well, we already know, but we're not going to tell you yet. But if you're a patron, you'll know sooner and you'll have pre-ordering access and all kinds of first looks and stuff you want to get your lifting dead hands on. Trust me, it's going to be big. We're going to do it big this year. We're coming back swinging as always. So we're excited. We got cool stuff on the horizon. Check that all out. Other than that, you know what the fuck's going on. I'm not going to waste your time. You're here because you want to be, and we love you for it. We're not sponsored by anybody. We're sponsored by you and the Lifting Dead Army. So if you want to help us out a little bit more, buy an awesome shirt, whatever you want from our website, or you can generously donate to this podcast on the link provided in the description. But at the end of the day, your love and support is all we need. And we got two brave motherfuckers in the waiting room on this fine Sunday morning. So without further ado, I'm going to let some Lifting Dead Army fans in here. We're going we're gonna to check it out. We got the, the good old faithful boys, Joe and Adam. Adam from Australia. Drew Joe, a.k.a. Nebraska. Yo, yo. Hey. Yo. The boys, man, you're the you're the ever faithful crew, and I can't I can't love you anymore, guys. This is just this is just what's up. Uh, How are we doing? There we go. Exhausted. What's up, Jeff? What's been going on, man? Oh man, we had a gnarly storm come through last night, and we've got some guys doing work on the outside of our house, so there's just shit blowing around everywhere. So oh damn. I was up fighting the weather gods last night, trying to kick their asses and batten down whatever hatches I could. <laughs> I think it's working, man. I have to say, you're looking pretty fucking jacked with that with that cutoff on right now. It might just be the shadows, so but could yeah, be. I think the it's working. Hang on, I'll, I'll crank a little bit of light on. No, no, it's you look great, man. We all blended into the shadows like Batman, as he is in his Nebraska oh, yeah. hat. You guys are uh, yeah. you're, you guys are kicking COVID's ass. <laughs> yeah, we're invisible to it. It's, it. It's almost like you know it doesn't exist here, which I don't. Yeah, even want to really get into that because 
<laughs> oh no, yeah, I, I totally don't know anything about it other than I saw that you posted a map and Nebraska's like clear of it. And I think it's because of you. That's all I was gonna say. Yeah, it's not because our governor is hiding the numbers and isn't allowing no. them to report it that's... to anyone. It's because we've eradicated it. It doesn't exist here. Right. Yeah, that's not what. It, yeah, that's not what I was thinking at all. I was thinking it's because the Lifting Dead Army's Batman is just fucking beating COVID off left and right. Literally figured out a way to punch. And it, it came him. down here. Yeah, he. he <laughs> Joe, Joe Damn you! Ass all the way to Australia. Where Why, I'm, man? Fuck. What? I don't. I don't have the ability to uh, quite harness the direction of my punches yet. But when I send the virus places, it's completely random. Yeah, across the world, he sends him into the fucking future. Yeah. Or, fucking hell, man. <laughs> what, is it is it miserable down there? What's going on, man? Ah, uh, not yeah. It's all right, man. Haven't like um haven't had any uh cases down here in Wollongong, but places like in Sydney is just getting worse. So I I don't know why they won't um you know open up Wollongong and Shaw Harbour and all the other places that doesn't have COVID and left to go back to fucking work and shit. Like it's just. Well, still, I still have like another three weeks of this before I can go back to work. Well, hopefully. I hope so, so man. That's crazy. I'm sorry to hear that, bro. No, it's all good, man. Like yeah, I, I got my staying positive. Yeah. That's what we do. Oh, always, man. I always have to keep myself busy as well. So. So what kind of shit do you do to keep yourself busy? What does it do for you or do? It's morning like- yoga. Morning yoga. Like twenty minutes in the morning. Fuck yeah. Um. Yeah, um, uh, I make my coffee, obviously. Oh yeah, I like where we're going. Do like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make my coffee. Do my do my twenty minute kettlebell workouts, which my uh, get ups are slowly getting better. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's slowly getting better. I'm just playing a shitload of guitar and just um, pre recording covers. So there you go. That's fucking awesome, man. You're doing what you enjoy. You're going to be surprised how much stronger you are when you go back into the gym because you've been doing Turkish get-ups, bro. I'm actually feeling pretty good. So yeah, man. and like doing yoga like every morning, it just I just feel so better. Yes, body feels. most people should. So I'm glad. I'm glad that it took you to be on lockdown to get you to do it every day. I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> and my back bands are doing good too. So there you go. The do four year with the Exorcist back bands. Yeah. Yeah, we ex- we expect video of you playing guitar in a backpack. <laughs> walking Maybe down, walking down the steps doing a Turkish get up at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Dude, Maybe man, none of that works. <laughs> You'll see me in hospital, bro. But yeah, <laughs> no nah, man. We but you, you look you looked cool as hell doing it. You ended up in the hospital, but you know you look good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I, I gave it a shot. <laughs> So who the fuck listened to uh, Geezer Butler's solo album? Oh, shit. What did you uh, Oh, yeah. You knew what you were getting in for. I, I warned you all. Um, I, have a, I have a confession to make. I listened to like half of it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I'm a I, bad host. Yeah, I, I think I've got like... So I was listening to it before I, this started. So I'm on the ninth track. At first, because I didn't do my homework on it, I knew that Geezer Butler had a solo record and all that shit. And um, just three. I'm like, three? There's three. 
Ah, okay. And um, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm just like, man, this is cool. This is cool. This is just like very. It, to me, it sounded like a bit of Dow meets typo negative meets Fear Factory. Yeah. And then until I hear the singer's voice, I'm like, wait, is this Bird and Seabell? <laughs> and I googled it, and I'm like, no way. And I'm just like, this this is not bad. I don't mind it. So uh, to be honest, I quite liked it better than um, Iomi's first solo. I can, I can see that. That's that's a good point. Um, it has a similar kind of like. I don't know if it was the pressure from like the metal community or what was going on at the time when these records were being made, but it's like, they're very much in favor of like the industrial, like metal edge to it, which is like super odd for black Sabbath. Like you would expect Iomi or geezers solo album. I mean, at least I would to sound a little bit more like Sabbath, even though I know like on dehumanizer and shit, they were going like down that road a little bit. And geezer himself was really into the whole, like, futuristic vibe of like that record and like computers taking over and very he went factory. he went to a different level with that yeah yeah he definitely Compared what he does with sabbath and stuff like that like he he went up there <laughs> yeah he, he did. went up he went up to the right up to the top like, which is awesome it's pretty out there yeah yeah but i feel like i would like it more if it wasn't the vocalist from fear factory because it just sounds like like fear factory like wannabe band or something which is like <laughs> a shame because geezer butler's so sick and i want it to be better and i want to like it more but i i really don't like it that much i have to say yeah fair enough <laughs> I, I i appreciate your enthusiasm about it though adam Gorak. No, i i don't mind it i would cover yeah. one of their songs if I went to some it's of the not shit. terrible we can lift to anything you know it's it's you know it's good music's music but you know from Geezer Butler, man, the main songwriter in Black Sabbath, I just expected more from his from a solo outing, you know. And I guess I expected more from Miami too. But this it just goes back to show you like how strong Sabbath is as a unit when they're all together. They can make like magic on their own. Not yeah. so much, you know. Not even if Ozzy didn't have like you know Randy Rhodes and Zach Wild and like a killer band and stuff like. I bet his solo records would suck too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I made it about two and a half songs uh, through this one, and I think it was two and a half too many for me. I, I <laughs> but I will have you know there's a song called Detective 27. That's about yeah, that. I, I, I tried. That was the half. Yeah. But then that's, that song was for you. And that's why I listen to it too. And uh, yeah. it's that's probably my favorite song on the record, just because it's about Batman. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely gave it uh, a small shot, but it was just. I mean, maybe it's because it was you know six in the morning on a Sunday where I was up a little bit too late. But it was just so fucking aggro that I couldn't even like I just couldn't function <laughs> listening yeah, to yeah. it it's early it's early to crank that out on a Sunday morning when you're not feeling too well so yeah good, yeah. good job man. but I, I gave it a shot I might try it again but honestly I you know I, I kind of doubt it uh it just like I said it, it was so far detached from everything that I think that we've heard that I just I, it was so out of line with everything that's uh Sabbath and I feel like that they've done before that it just took me so far away from it that I, I couldn't, I couldn't, 
I couldn't get into it at all. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. And like that severe departure is cool if it's done really well, right? Sure. But it's way worse if it's not, you know? So it's it's kind of like a double edged sword. Like I respect like the artistic like balls it takes to do that. Yeah. But if it's not done well, I don't know. You know? When did it come out? Ninety five. This was actually the first solo record from anybody in Sabbath. Was gotcha. this when he was in Sabbath or after Sabbath? After Sabbath. I so think when he, I, I yeah. think he was kind of um, so geezer. He's been he was in and out of Sabbath for a little bit and he played with Ozzy. Um, let me look. So he this came out in 95. There's a record in 97 and one in 2005 from his solo band. Um, they get worse probably. So we're gonna we'll we'll talk about those later too. We'll circle back, we'll circle back around. We're we're getting in here. Uh, I like to look for positives anyway, but not so much. He was in Ozzy in the 90s, so this was like kind of after Ozzy. So he played with Sabbath, then he played with Ozzy's band from like, I think, 90 to 97 or whatever. He, yeah. played, on, he played on one one record of Ozzy's called Osmosis, which is fair. You know, it's not the best, not <laughs> the worst, you know, fair. And right um, then he came, after this, he came, they came back and did Heaven and Hell. So this was kind of like an in-between let's stay relevant during the 90s band is what this was for, for geezer butler and i feel like a lot of these old you know sad sabbath classic rock classic metal uh you know people had to do that which was they you know they found themselves in a weird position because you know metal in the 90s was all industrial and nine inch nails and pantera and like you know pantera kind of saved him until then you know they had to like fight to stay relevant and some of them are really good and some of them are real. most of them aren't you know i wish i wish they would have just continued to do what they do but i don't know shit's different now i don't know i don't really think they feel like that today they're doing all those old metal heads are doing whatever they want to do now which is cool yeah you got to take your shots sometimes sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it doesn't work the 90s were weird the word they were weird to us all right joe yeah for sure man they absolutely i just watched the um they put out a really good documentary about Woodstock 99 that uh, came out on HBO. And if y'all remember Woodstock 99, that was the year that they literally burned it all to the ground and started the fires. And Yeah. Wasn't that uh, like Limp Biscuit and corn and shit? Yeah. Limp Biscuit, corn. Yeah. It was a wild yeah. like grouping of people. And um, if you get an opportunity to check it out, it was an HBO documentary. So it was really well done. Um, but it was terrifying, like watching this, what was supposed to be some semi-peaceful gathering of music just devolve into this aggressive, hyper-over-sexualized, like rape culture like it was wild and it was Damn. not it was i completely forgot I, that 99 woodstock existed i guess i thought that it was just 94 when they were throwing mud at green day and it was all just like <laughs> mud and fun and everything and then woodstock 99 happens and they're literally just bathing in shit <laughs> because it's like so i don't know it's it's wild um 
yeah, like fueled by the fueled by the aggression of like Limp Bizkit and and Corn and and all of that. And Metallica was there, and it was crazy. a really weird three day set. And uh, for some reason, like Jewel opened the same night as like she basically played before Metallica. Holy shit. <laughs> It was it was really 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 bizarre, but um, highly recommend it. You know, uh, the the bit that they do with Corn and he talks about leaving, basically leaving his body because you know you've never been in control of a crowd the way that you were. And he's like, you could have told those people to do anything and they would have done it, and Holy they do shit. do it. Like it's 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 insane. So Holy shit, yeah, that's I'll my, have to check that out, man media my media recommendation for the week no that sounds hardcore i would love that yeah. is it because corn and limp biscuit were just like so good and commanding the crowd is that why people were crazy can we credit it to corn <laughs> and limp biscuit it was, was it just people just being crazy i it it almost seems and they they kind of frame it in a way to where it was almost like a sort of the the mob mentality of where the people who were there, the demographic that was there, um, you know, young, twenty-something uh, white males was yeah, like sure. the Absolutely. thing and a, a product of the time. Like you think about, and you look at all of these. I mean, there's a really kind of disturbing part where they're showing DMX and uh, RIP, but uh, he is getting the crowd at like four o'clock on a friday afternoon just getting supercharged up doing call and response with three hundred thousand white dudes screaming out the n-word like, like a, and he's just fueling it and i mean that's what he's asking them to do but yeah. it was just you know you see like the few black people who are in the crowd just kind of sitting there like, wait a minute, this is making me terribly uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable. The, the three and, black men that were there. Right. And I mean, yeah. it, it, you just slowly watch this festival go from like fun to that one night that like Limp Bizkit's there. That's when they, you know, start tear, telling people to, you know, tear that shit up, tear break that shit, shit down, break, break shit. Stuff. Yeah. And they do. And they just kind of keep going. And then, you know, they just lost control. And then it just carries over and through night after night. And then Rage Against the Machine is there. And I mean, they're no uh, bastions of peace <laughs> when yeah, it for sure. comes to shit like that. So you got flag burning and which is, you know, in line with what, you know, their their band, you know, kind of is. Fascinating. Uh, you know, anti-authority and, and everything like that. But they... um they were the most peaceful of the group. But when you have like the red hot chili peppers being told, Hey, you need to try to calm the crowd down because they're starting shit on fire out here. Um, and then red hot chili peppers are like, sure. And they go out and then they start playing uh, light my fire by the doors. <laughs> it's, I mean, it was just this weird like chaos filled like three-day music festival where it i mean it's it's insane um highly highly recommend it I, but yeah 
Well, it sounds like Geezer Butler's solo band should have been on the bill. They sound like they would have been <laughs> right in. <laughs> yeah, they, I, they could have been. It was like all over the place, like the musicians. For some reason, they had three female solo acts, and the, those were the only three females who were playing music the entire weekend. And it was like Cheryl Crow, Alanis Morissette, and Jewel. And they're all opening for bands. Like They're playing the set right before fucking limp biscuit goes on that's an odd <laughs> odd odd like lineup that yeah. kind of reminds me of the big day out in australia what the is big that? day out it's a music festival that yeah. they have once a year it's something similar limp biscuit played uh played there a few times as well and apparently a a, a, a girl died in the pit at a limp biscuit concert she got crushed in the pit yeah what a way, what a way to go out you know who has an incredible big day out performance is Marilyn Manson in 99. He did like on his mechanical animal store. There's an awesome video of his full set at big day out. I used to watch it like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was a young Manson fan. I was like, this is, this is sweet. Yeah. So I, I knew that I've always, do they still have that festival? No, it, uh, it, um, it, it they got canceled like maybe five years ago or something like that. Okay. And then they had another they had another festival called Soundwave Festival, which is similar to that, but it's just like all metal, hard rock, punk, pop punk, and some acoustic band like festival. And they had like Metallica headlining one year. I saw Rob's the first time I went up first uh saw Rob Zombie in 2012. Joey Jordison was on drums. And uh, Rob Zombie came on like 15 minutes late because like none of his lights and effects at the back wasn't working. So he just came on stage and said, oh, fuck it. Let's just play anyway. <laughs> oh, that's so sick, man. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I saw a little cool band um, at that festival. But um, the worst thing is it's always on a summertime when it's like 40 well. degree heat. No shelter. Yeah, that was the same thing with this Woodstock 90, and it was fucking August in New York. Like, that's it's hot and, and humid, and there's yeah. nowhere to hide. And it was on an Air Force base, so there was just, like, tarmac, like, pavement everywhere. So the, the ground heat was, you know, 110 degrees, and they're charging, you know, it doesn't sound like much now, but in 99, $4 for a water, you know, that was a lot, especially yeah. people, like, having, you have to go to an ATM. I mean, because, you know, we don't have access on our phones to pay for that kind of stuff. So if you ran out of cash, like you couldn't buy water and they provided, quote unquote, free water. But people were just bathing in that shit. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't potable. Like, uh, and that's the thing about festivals, too. And that's why I don't go to them much is because they're always in the summertime and it's always fucking hot as shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same in here. Yeah. It's exactly the same in here. You guys go off fans? Hell Yeah. yeah. For yeah sure. um i saw them i saw them at a at a festival at soundwave can't remember what year it was and um they had like meet and greets and um you just purchase a ticket for like two dollars and like have like a quick meet and greet and i met them i i met Gua and they signed my ticket and um it was a, a couple uh, a few days later or something like that the singer died Oh, Dave Brocky. Yeah. Yeah. He died after the Australian tour. Or something no shit. Like that. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Nice. So yeah, I met him before he passed away. <laughs> Guar is like one of those bands, and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. Like I hardly ever listen to them, but like I'll yeah. go, I'll go see them anytime. You know? Yeah. Like, yes. They're just a fucking shit ton of fun, and their show is awesome. You know, their music's like okay. Like I can listen to it, but they just like don't come up often to like listen to. Oh like, yeah. They're, so nice. they're touring with Napalm Death and I Hate God in the in the states next month, and I'm totally gonna go catch one of those shows somewhere. The second time I saw Guar, I got head banged by some dude, and he busted up my nose and gave me a bloody nose. And by the end of the show, I couldn't tell what was guar goo and what was my blood. It was kind of wild. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. That's a, <laughs> I'm sure lots of people have shared that experience with you. Yeah. yeah. It was a good time. Like I did, I, I don't think that I could have, I could tell you one song that guar actually does, but I've seen them live three times. <laughs> yeah same they're they're fucking great especially if you get to see them in like a club venue when it's all small and crazy and everybody gets squirted with blood it's a good yeah thing. yeah there needs to be more bands that squirt blood and do more oh. shit i feel like the, the more blood the better like, yeah. come on man <laughs> there's, there's not not enough new bands do theatrics so i'm always down to just see that shit i, I always am stoked yeah i'll I'm start not... a band and we could do that then <laughs> do it, for do sure. it man. <laughs> I'm really bummed. I, I passed on an opportunity to see Ghost um, when they were near here and like theatrically wise. I like I really wish that I would have gone because yeah. it was They're it incredible. was a, at a time before they were like really starting to get it was like at, it was at the bottom of their like kind of ascent into yeah where they are now. So wouldn't have, there wasn't a lot of people there. It was a really small show. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah. miss that opportunity. I was just like, I don't, I don't know who these guys are. I don't really care. And right. Like now, I'm like kicking myself for not going to that show. But yeah, man. You have you've seen them since then, though? Or no, no? Uh -uh, they're fucking great. Here. You should yeah. definitely check them out if you get a chance. But I was fortunate enough to be able to see them on their first tour, and I like kind of followed them since then. And it, it's been like very gratifying as a fan of them to see their journey because they're fucking beyond. Like they're like you know kiss now you know like alice yeah, yeah. Of theatrics like insane i should give you credit for it too because like i remember listening to one of your old podcasts yours like mentioned ghost and that and i knew who they were i wasn't really a fan of their music and then you keep mentioning about it. i'm like fuck it i'll listen to these guys and yeah i've been a fan ever since oh good man glad i can i can spread the ghost love this i'd love them oh, yeah yeah so. man they're cool I like in now how everybody, you know, every band's on social media and everybody, every band has to be a brand and like do their thing. And like, they're like, they maintain that like level of mystique. That's like super cool. And I feel like super hard to do. They like, they market their shit in such a cool way. So I oh, definitely. it's based on that level too, you know, anyway, yeah. I love you guys. Thanks for another awesome Sabbath Sunday. I got a roll. Really helps yeah. out. Yeah, man, of course. Everybody can cleanse from that geezer butler record. Go listen to one of the original six or something, or listen to some Dio today, everybody. If you don't want to listen to this whole album, we won't blame you. I'm gonna I go listen to recommend listening to something else more. Do it. Well, if you want to cut out the audio and just listen to it as an instrumental track, do that. I don't know. All right, Adam Gorak, let's do that. I hope we're you're safe down there in the future. We'll see. I'm you. all good, my man. All good. I love you boys. Thanks for being loyal. Cheers.